If you enjoy the show, share it with a friend. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us reviews and ratings on iTunes. You can find us on the web at www.facebook.com slash slipangleshow. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at slipangleshow. I guess we're doing another slip angle show. I guess it'll be episode 24. Uh, it is 3.20 in the morning Atlanta time. That would be 2.20 a.m. Chicago time. And 12.20, well, not 12.21 in L.A. Yep. And I just picked Adam up at the airport. My ears are still uh, still full of airport earness. I think that might be peaking a little bit. We should probably turn that down. Turn this thing down? Yeah, turn that thing down. Okay, how about that? that look a little better? Uh, I think yeah. that looks yeah, that's a little better. Uh, we are in the car, so... Sport wagon and our asses off. Oh, yeah. So the levels may be off just a little bit. Uh, you might hear some exterior noise as well. You might, you might hear the DPF delete freaking brap brap tune. That he hey, man. The EPA is, EPA is going to like come after me if we talk about it too much. Yep. Roll and call, baby. So, anyways, we're in LA. LAX uh, is a, a weird airport. It is. Um, the first thirty-seven people that I talked to or that I heard talking when I got off the plane were not speaking the same language as me. It's an international place. Well, it is Los Angeles International. Yeah. Um, and uh, I saw a lot of cops writing tickets at midnight, and then we got an In-N-Out burger, so that was cool. Yes. World famous in and out I've never had an out burger before. It was delicious. Yeah, it was really good. And I am completely blowing my diet. Diet? Yes, diet. I've been eating a lot better. I've been eating kind of bad since uh, the Grid Life weekend. Or just not eating. I haven't been eating on the trip. Yeah. Just trying to save money. That's a good way to save money. Yeah. So, anyways, um, you just got back... Well, I guess you guys just had your grid life event this weekend. Yeah, we missed you. Missed uh, missed Calzada. You I missed you guys, here. man. Um, it was kind of a cold weekend. It was uh, it was really windy. Like the temperature was in the fifties. It would have been pretty nice, but it it was so windy. The uh, on Saturday, um, nobody set up any tents really because they would all come blown away. And everybody was in windbreakers and hiding in buildings. But everybody had a great time. It was a really big crowd. Uh, merchandise sales were awesome. Everybody was wearing Grid Life clothing. How many uh, How many people were there total? I think we had a couple thousand people there. Okay. And uh, Saturday night in the uh, the Gingerman Barn, it turned into like the best bar ever. It was so it was super fun. Nice. Had, I uh, <laughs> I wish I could have been there, man. The uh, the bar was so full of uh, vape clouds that uh, you, <laughs> I was sitting back by the one garage door and I couldn't see the other garage door. <laughs> so you taking a picture of it like, I, I we did. get it, bro, you vape. I did. <laughs> it's on the phone somewhere. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun weekend. Good. Um, no totaled cars, I don't think. Just a few a few incidents. I think I saw some photos. Yeah, one of our uh, one of our uh, time attack competitors backed this car up onto the Spectator Hill, which is like a three or four foot tall uh, raised up portion uh, in the five six combo that's like kind of like a peninsula at six into that turn 
and uh, he backed it straight up onto the hill and it was like sitting at a 45 degree angle. He lost like front and rear bumper and his exhaust and some other stuff. But, that could uh, be a bit of an issue. The, the car looked totally straight. I mean, we pulled it up. We couldn't figure out how to get it off because uh, um, like the whole front end was buried in the ground, you know? And, uh, and he didn't want to hurt the car anymore. <laughs> I think us is about to crash the car. Nah, man, we're um, good. Yeah, he didn't want to like hurt the car anymore and so we talked about like pulling it up onto the plateau of Spectator Hill and then we talked about pulling it down and then we talked about uh, getting a rollback and I'm like can we please just leave it here because I have a track day to run because um, I'm just trying to keep everything on schedule you know and uh, but eventually we, we, we dug the tow hook out and, uh, and pulled it forward and it didn't seem to hurt anything so nice yeah it was it was interesting a lot of oil downs like like three broken oil lines um like turbo oil lines or oil flow lines that was the frustrating part of my weekend i had to clean up a lot of turbo lines seems slightly excessive uh it was it was a lot of it was way more oil downs than i would have uh, would have uh, wished for i think we burned i mean i'm guessing we burned about 400 dollars in oil dry dang but it, uh, it went pretty well you think we should yeah we should pause it here check the levels because I can always pull over and we can use the mics. Alright, so, right, just hit, hit that record button again. Alright, so now we're back. Figuring out this new technology. Everything looks good. Now we have a portable recorder so we can record in the car. This is the coolest thing I've ever sometimes, seen. Sometimes sometimes I wish I had this earlier so that I could record like phone conversations that we've had yeah. uh, while I've been driving. We totally could use this for that, couldn't we? We could. Wow, like, this is gonna make life way. We could have we could have like three podcasts a week now. Yeah, that's kind of the plan eventually. <laughs> um, LA is really pretty. This is kind of nice. It is. I mean, the lights aren't on really outside. Like we're missing one big light that they call the sun. Yeah. Um, so you can't really see everything. What's that? I don't know. Something like something just yeah. fell out from under the car. Yeah, I think it's probably the rest it. of my emissions equipment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not like you read something over. So, anyways, um, you know, grid life, life from well, yes, I do. 12 miles, well, let's see, we're on the 105 right now. 12 miles from now, we'll be on the 605. All right. Perfect. Yeah, grid life went pretty well. It was, uh, I'm glad it's over for the year. I got to stop thinking about it. But, um, yeah, next well, year, next year's going to be even bigger. It'll be very similar, but bigger on every event. And so, we got I know, the big Atlanta event. I know Chris announced some dates. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you know those off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you. Okay. Um, what? The end of August is the big uh, the big Atlanta one. And that's going to be Road Atlanta. Yeah, I think it's 28, 29th. Oh, yes. But, um, and Chris is working on getting some kind of giant uh, musical guest for that. So um, That'll be pretty sweet. Yeah, it, it, a lot of logistics to work out for that one. We, I mean, we can kind of do the other ones standing on our head if we just keep doing them the same way, you know, um, and just keep growing them. But uh, the Atlanta one's going to take a lot of work. So. Right. And then maybe the year after that, we come out here. So That would be most excellent. So what are we doing out here tomorrow? Uh, I guess kind of like plans. that, kind of like that uh, short trip to Atlanta a couple weeks ago, uh, except not negotiating with tracks this time uh tomorrow morning we're waking up and we're going to ibach yep. uh, we're going to meet up with our buddy mark crumb and some of the other guys over at ibach tony jackson and all that uh yeah i think so i want to see tony again he's a nice fellow so and then after that 
Uh, I talked to Oscar Jackson this weekend at uh, Miata's at Mazda Raceway in Laguna Seca, and he said to come on by the shop. So we're going to go have lunch with him, uh, Oscar Jackson Sr. and Oscar Jackson Jr. Awesome. So, yeah, so that's, we'll do that. that that's kind of uh, like Jackson Racing Superchargers about when I was, you know, 18, uh, reading Sport Compact Car. Like that was like the pinnacle of Honda coolness to me. That's I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. So that'll be real fun, and then uh, I think I'm gonna shoot Oscar Jackson Jr.'s uh, STU car. Cool. Um, that took third this year in STU. Yeah. What kind of car uh, was that? I forget. Uh, it's an FRS. That's right. FRS. So something near and kind of somewhat dear to my heart, yep. but still not quite. You made the super touring category. Uh, I'm on the advisory committee for that. We just approved the. Uh, Lower for that, like last year, um, and that I think that's what he was running. He was running the yeah. supercharged uh, yep. FRS. Yeah, he was. I mean, uh, that's the only way. If you watch the race, that was the only way that he could have kept up oh, with yeah, some yeah. of the cars. Oh, no, there's no way that an FRS should should be competitive in STU without forced induction. Uh, and Oscar Jackson Jr. is actually a phenomenal uh, driver, from what I understand as well. Cool. So we were talking to, or John Wagliardo was talking to Emilio about it a while back because Oscar Jackson Jr. drove in the 25 hour with them okay. with 949 Racing. Yeah. And uh, Emilio said that the kid can just absolutely wheel. How so. old is he? Dude? I say kid. He's like 27, 28. Okay. I think he's, he's my age. And he ran in uh, STU and in STL at the SCCA runoffs a couple weeks, a couple weeks ago. So. Yeah. Was, was that he... a couple weeks ago or was that last weekend? Uh, That was last weekend. So that would have been like nine days ago. Yeah. When you were there. <laughs> That's so insane. <laughs> Daytona. <laughs> Got your dang mind, dude. That's just so crazy. Um, that'll be fun. And yeah. then what, what else are we do? And then after evening? that, if we have time, we may go by 949 Racing. Okay. Um, otherwise, uh, we'll just hang out and kind of explore the sights and sounds and the smells of uh, LA traffic. Yeah. We have uh, no idea what to expect. And then we're going to have a podcast with our buddy Matt Farah tomorrow night. So. Yep. Tomorrow about 7, 7.30. Pretty, so. yeah, 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 I think 7.30, so yep. pretty, pretty full day. And then at midnight, I fly home. <laughs> yep, so literally, like, pretty yeah. much about 24 hours, and that's it. Yep, bang, bang, dude. So, it'll be, it'll be definitely a trip to remember. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm already exhausted. So, things are starting to blow up pretty big with the show. Yeah, people, uh, people seem to like it, so, I, I have no <laughs> Holy shit! There goes the sport bike. That was unnerving. That was, yeah, that kind of made me jump. He was probably going about a buck 20 past us. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we are we are driving in case, <laughs> in, in case our listeners haven't already figured that out. Yeah, that scared the shit out of me. So, <laughs> man, I don't swear that often, but that scared me. No, we are, we have been so busy lately that this is pretty much the only time that we can get to actually record an episode with just the two of us. So, th- yeah, this is actually the first episode that we've recorded with just the two of us. In but, person. And we've both been <laughs> in the same state. So, normally it's at, uh, at you know, like, what was it, Honda Meet and ITR Expo. Yeah, we've got at least somebody else. Yeah, so. I'm finding that our, uh, I'm finding that our, our chemistry is lacking. It is. Yeah, maybe we should hang it up. Yeah. <laughs> So where are we going tonight? We're going to Anaheim? Yeah, we're going to Anaheim Hills um, to one of John Wagliardo's buddies' uh, houses, Matt, who actually works at AEM. Okay. He works customer service at AEM. Oh, cool. So he was kind enough to open his his home to us. 
Excellent. Yeah. So he never met me and never met you, but that's just kind of the way the, the community is. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll sleep on his bed on his so, couch. I don't care. Just like the other night, I don't know if we uh, we mentioned it, but the, uh, the the guys at Driving While Awesome let us crash. Brian oh, yeah? from Driving While Awesome let us crash at his place. I didn't know that. So, yeah. Which we weren't we weren't expecting it going in or anything either, but yeah. super super hospitable guys. Yeah, that was uh, 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 that was a great show, man. Yeah, it uh, it was a lot of fun. It, it was weird listening to you and then not, <laughs> hearing, not hearing my dumb voice chime in. It was oddly refreshing. <laughs> I need to have like some pre-recorded lines from you yeah, that you, I can just play on my phone. Yeah, you need to have an ad, an, an Adam sound machine <laughs> where I just say I like I trip on my fat tongue and I chew too much gum and I spelled something stupid off. And Mike squeaks. We gotta oh, have yeah. Mike squeaks. Yeah. yeah. Or a chair squeaks too. The chair that I sit in at, at home is uh, it's like a seventy year old office chair that, that my neighbor was sitting yeah. on. It's like a kid. Yeah, it's seventy years old and it's all leather and uh, like it's cool looking, but it makes my butt sweat and it squeaks. <laughs> so it's really a terrible choice uh, for. <laughs> for seating. We gotta get you some better internet at home too, man. Yeah, we do. Our listeners don't know because we really haven't told anyone yet, but last Monday when I was coming through Dallas, I went to Vorschlag yep. and we were recorded a show there. Haven't posted it yet because um, just have been too busy. I've literally been, yeah, driving. been driving. the whole time. I think, let's see, let me look on the computer on the car. Uh, in the past uh, nine days, I have been in the car for 62 hours and 18 minutes. Holy cow. So, yeah. So for a grand total of let's see how many miles, uh, three thousand seven hundred and eighteen miles. That's so ridiculous. So it's been a lot of fun. So that's actually. from leaving Atlanta, going to runoffs. Yep. Oh no, that's not even going to runoffs. That's oh. since I left for the official trip. <laughs> so in the past eleven days, you've got like five thousand miles. Yeah, you could add. Yeah, you can add another like couple hundred in down to Daytona and back. Yep. So, how, uh, how's the car ran? It's running great, man. I think these AST shocks, it yeah. rides really nice. Yeah, it rides very nice I, I rode it in, when we were in Atlanta, I rode in this thing uh, with, you had Bill Steens on it? Yeah. And, and it, it, it felt like a lowered car, and now it kind of feels like a firm stock car. Yeah, and I said it on the show, you know, uh, on Sunday, that we're one click off of full soft right now. I, I'm I, I'm a big Coney lover, and I probably will always run, run Coney's, um, but... Uh, Man, there's some amazing crap happening with the shocks, dude. There really is. The, the, the stuff that HVT especially is doing with uh, with Miatas specifically, you know, that's the stuff I know about. But I'm sure they're doing stuff with other with other cars. Oh, absolutely. But uh, man, the, it's 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 stunning what can be done with uh, with you know, like it senses the bumps uh, with you know. Shaft speed—it's that's so nuts. These don't; these aren't that. No, fancy. I know, I know, I know. But the, but what they're what HVT is, is making—they do change my shaft speed though. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I wish you were in town longer, man. We could we could run up and run it in the canyon. Yeah, I want to I want to drive up uh, uh, Angel. What is that? Angel's Angel's Crest. Angel's Crest. Yeah, okay. and then there's Mulholland Drive. Yeah. And my brother and I uh, were out here like 10, 11 years ago uh, with his Maxima. His, uh, it wasn't it wasn't turbocharged then, so it was so lame. But he he almost made me throw up on uh, Angelo's Crest <laughs> or Angel's Crest or I don't know what it is. But, uh, it's a that's a cool road. Well, there is a uh, a new project that uh, we're gonna have to talk to you about getting approved What's for that? STU and STL. Okay. Uh, as you know, I drove that that NC powered NA Miata. Yeah. 
and I think that would be an awesome swap. What, for, what size is that motor? It's a two liter. That's totally approved already. Yep. Yeah, you're allowed but, to do that. Any, any two but liter. you have to cut the, right now, you have to cut the the firewall a little bit. I think you can, uh, is it, is it I think Sean Dell at V8 Roadsters, who did the, the swap that I drove, okay. was saying that if they bring it forward three quarters of an inch, it'll fit, or it'll, it'll fit the specs. Okay. Um, the other thing, though, is the tubular subframe. That, that is the problem. Right. Um, so, some, there's some language in there, in the rules for STU, that would be STU or STL, either one. There's some language in the suspension rules that, uh, I don't know, there's some people taking some kind of liberal uh, uh, interpretations of them. I'd have to reread them with a mind towards uh, like cross member. What kind of cross members they use? The, the V8 Roadsters? Yeah, yeah, it's a modified V8 Roadsters. So, so like the one we used on the Kamiata. Right, it's okay. the exact, you know, all the geometry is the same. How they already, they have that figured out. Is, is the oil pan so different that uh, you need that or? I don't know. I was talking to them uh, and trying to urge them to design it to where you didn't have to do that. Yeah. But so at the same time, good, if you look at their business model, it might not be in their best interest to do it that way. Yeah, that's true. You know, because they, they mostly sell the subframes. Okay. So for the swaps. So, yeah, uh, like and they also, what I thought was really cool, you know, I was talking to, talking to Steve and he was telling me that, you know, it's a good swap, but they don't want to take away anything from the, the Honda K24 swap. It sounds like it's a pretty similar swap. It, it really is. And they, you know, they less, really like what David's done. Yeah, a little bit less overall power. Yeah. What's nice about it, though, it actually uses the NC Miata motor okay. uh, with the six-speed or five-speed. Uh, I think the car that I drove, though, had the six-speed, um, you know, NC Miata Trans and the stock NC Miata ECU. How does that work with the power plant frame, like where it ties the trans to the rear end? The um, I think out. the, what was it? I think the NC drive shaft bolts up to the uh, NB um, diff. Okay. So I think, I could be wrong, yeah, I, but I remember them I want, saying it, it, all bolts, it. it all bolts together. So, and the car was super solid. I've actually got a video. I can't some, wait to see the video. Yeah. So, I, I actually have to buy or borrow a new computer to be able to edit the video because my MacBook Pro that I just recently upgraded to as a hand-me-down. Not fit the uh, No, it won't run. It won't run the HD video. So, now we got to get, uh, we got to beat on the doors of some corporate sponsors. Yeah, right? And cross <laughs> our fingers. So, maybe in five years, we can buy you a new laptop. Slip Angle, sponsored by Apple Computer. <laughs> Which is kind of funny though, because isn't Apple working on like a self-driving car? So then it, it kind of like I saw one the other day. An Apple car? Yeah, I think so. I what? Said, there was some going up 94 in Chicago, and I'm clattering up the highway in the Cummins F350, um, and I see. Well, it was it was kind of you know from like where I was to that car, it's probably 500 feet ahead of me, and it had this big like camera array on the roof. And it was uh, just, er like, everybody was steering clear of it. And it wasn't like a Google Maps car? Uh, I didn't see it. I didn't, like, I didn't, I didn't see a person in the driver's seat. Oh, really? So, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what the story was. I couldn't catch him because I was towing. It was, it was probably someone thing. ghost riding the whip on the... Might have been. Yeah. Ghost riding the whip, baby. Yeah. I mean, it is Chicago, so yep. you never know. It was, uh, it was the south suburbs, you know, the, the safe part of Chicago. <laughs> so. Either yeah. that or it was just a midget. 
Like, it might have been. When I'm in my S2000, there's a lot of pictures where, like, you can just see my hands over <laughs> the dash. <laughs> and that's like, it. They look like anybody who's steering. Yeah. So, and that's that's literally it. So, so what else did you drive at uh, Laguna Seca? That was it, actually. Okay. I got uh, one session. I took it out in a C session. Yeah. Because I'd never been to Laguna Seca before. How were they running the run groups? Like ABC? Uh, it was or? an A, B, C, D, and E group. So, it was regular so track there were day five event. groups, yeah. Okay. The regular track day event, five groups. Um, but A and B group was vendors and it was open passing, which I'm fine with, cool. but I'd never been in the car and had never been on the track before. Yeah. So I went out and I never got a clean lap. I got maybe like a quarter of a clean lap, okay. but then I'd catch somebody. Okay. And then because it, you know, it was regular point by rules, I had to wait for a good place to pass yeah. or for them, you know, to let me buy. So, uh, asked Steve at BA Roadsters if I could take the car out in another session yeah. and he kindly let me. And I took it out in an A-group session, which was vendors, open passing, and the thing was absolutely wonderful. Oh, that sounds so fun. It was I want to drive that wonderful. track so bad. I've walked it. Like, yeah. I've walked around it. And, like, just standing at the top of this corkscrew, and you look down, like, it's got to be, like, what, a five-story drop? Or something? Oh, yeah. It's it's so wild looking. The first time through there, I may or may not have uh, only had two of my driver's side tires on the rumble strips and yep. the others in the dirt. They didn't pull a Matt DeAndre or they didn't drive straight off the top of it. No, okay. no. Luckily, I did not. Yeah. The uh, is it is it how, how does it feel when you drop over top of it? When you're it climbing feels pretty the hill? nuts, actually. Does like, it feel like you know, it, like like you're jumping a hill in the back roads. Like, not really. Um, it's, it's but I, I probably was over slowing a little bit just because I didn't know where I was going. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it just feels really fluid. You know, you kind of. You brake the car, uh, and it does. It actually flattens out. I guess those cars aren't really that fast. Yeah. So by the time you crest the top of the hill, you can see the brake markers, and you can see where the apex is for the, the top of the corkscrew. Yep. So it's not like you're turning in for that blind. Yeah. yeah. And then if you're just real patient for your turn in for the second part, um, you won't go off. You might not be like all the way on the track curving where you want to be, track right. Okay. But you're, there's going to be track underneath you. So. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's better, better than nothing, yeah. yeah. It was a couple years ago when I was there. And, uh, I, I just remember looking down the hill thinking, oh my gosh, this looks like so much fun. <laughs> um, I did have a little issue, though, going through turn nine one of the first times out. Okay. Um, I took a bad line because I got kind of anxious about hitting the apex, so I turned in too early and ended up tracking out and was out all in the dirt, you know, four off, got black flagged, brought the car in. <laughs> Luckily, you know, I could, the pit entrance is right there, right afterwards, so yeah. I just came in, they checked everything out, everything was fine. Yep. But the car was actually on five-year-old Hoosier, like R80s, Yeah. Uh, super old. This car was literally built from things they had just laying around the shop. <laughs> so it's a, it's an 89, it was a chassis that was built in 89, so it's like a 90 chassis. Yeah. Um, was but it was a full cage car? Yeah, it was a full cage car. It was one of the, like the first spec Miatas ever. Cool. So if you look at the cage, it's like super overbuilt because no one was worried about like keeping all the weight out of the car at that yeah. point. You know, spec Miata wasn't that competitive. Yeah. It was on the original spec Miata Bilsteins, like the original spec for them. Yeah. Uh, and everything else is gone. Like the dash is gone. Like literally it's just this NC motor and an NA, a caged NA chassis. You were saying earlier that that motor makes like uh, 170 wheels or something? Yeah, I think they were estimating it was like 160 or 170 wheels, what Shondell at V8 Roadsters were saying that it makes. Yep. So. Yeah, that would make a heck of an STL car. Um, yeah, I really, yeah. I really think it would. You know, well, for STL, I feel like it would have to weigh a lot. 
Um, the two liter has to weigh twenty seven hundred. Yeah. Right, right. So that's a decent amount. But uh, uh, for STU though, if yeah. you could tune it to one hundred ninety horsepower, STU it would be probably like twenty two hundred pounds. I think less. I think like twenty one hundred pounds. Right, and that's I think that's where the sweet spot would be. Yeah. And you're talking OEM reliability. Yeah. Um, the car that we drove actually had the motor had like one hundred twenty four thousand miles on it. Yeah. You, you put some cams and a little bit of compression and something like that, you could probably make over two hundred too. Right. Um, so you're talking like e-production, yeah, BP Miata motors. That'd be a fun car, even if it wasn't you know the pointy end of the field at yeah. runoffs. That'd be a really fun car. I mean, I love the K Miata. Don't get me wrong, but for those classes for STU and STL, yeah. you know, you need the same same there are, yeah, make there are, there are for the motor few, and the chassis. Yeah, uh, even in NASA, there's very few places you can race, uh, you know, and have good wheel-to-wheel competition. Right. Um, there's very few places you can race a car that has a motor from one company and uh, a chassis from another, you know. Right. Um, so, you know, if they can keep the factory subframe, you'd be able to race it in NASA uh, PT classes and TT classes. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. Right. So That's kind of just powered away then, right? Yep. That's... Uh, so, well, no, NASA PT and TT, uh, it would be a points-based, you know, class. I thought you could do dyno reclasses. You can. Okay. And that's that's essentially what it would be. Yeah. So whereas with the K Miata right now, you have to run it in you know like an ST class. Yeah. Which is strictly power to weight. Yeah. Which the car would be really competitive at certain tracks, but other tracks that have you know really long straights where horsepower just kind of beats everything. Yeah, it's still not the most powerful car out there. Right. Um. Oh, speaking of which, did uh, did uh, have I told you when John, what our buddy? John I heard Foster, John Coster went. 137s yeah. in grid life. At, at Gingerman, uh, the, the front wheel drive record uh, was set in our first grid life of the year, uh, which was uh, by a 600 and some horsepower like global time attack car with full traction control and everything. It was uh, one of the, like a 2012 Civic by William Young or whatever his name is. Yeah, out of Canada. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We invited him down from Canada. He was super geeked about the event. Um, and then John Coster, uh, our regular buddy, instructs with us, and uh, he, he, he he's always ran like an LS-powered Civic hatch. Single, yeah, um, non-VTEC. He's a national autocrosser. He's been, uh, uh, I think he quit autocross a few years ago. He just does it casually now. Um, but he went out to the solo nationals a bunch of years in a row. Uh, I think he got a best of third place in STF or SMF or... But yeah, the car always had a like a high compression LS motor in it, and then uh, he surprised everybody. I think at ITR Expo, he came out with a K24 in the car. Uh, he bought uh, he bought another guy's car, Phil uh, Phil Tran, who bought Tall Kyle CRX, my buddy's CRX. That's after I broke um, the car. Yeah, after you broke the car. So you've driven uh, his motor, your yeah. John's current motor, and it was fast. Um, and, it was and real so fast. So John shows up with uh, with a K24, and he clicks off like a 139. Um, and, and everybody's like, holy crap, that's uh, really, really fast. And, oh, look at that Miata right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's got the bikini top, too. Yeah, that's cool. Sorry, ADD. Uh, the, uh, but, yeah, John Coster got... Squirrel! Uh, I was, uh, I, I'm announcing time attack on Sunday, and this was the final time attack of the... And he battled the brakes, and he actually didn't show up until Sunday morning. Um, I, I was texting with him uh, Friday and Saturday, and then I called him Saturday and like told him all the brake bleeding secrets I've ever had, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if anybody wants to know the the way that I uh, fight 
It seems like an EG Honda's. Uh, well, your secret was to use the old fluid, right? That, no, 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 I'm not saying that I use my secrets. I have fixed, I have, uh, for several people, I've fixed like a hidden bubble problem in the past. And, uh, and I tell them to grease up there, I pull out the, uh, the bleeders one at a time, put a little dab of grease on them so the air can't get past the bleeder, you know, the screw. Mm -hmm. And then put a hose on each bleeder and run it straight uphill so the air goes up and the fluid will stay down by the bleeder. And then crack all four bleeders, like just a little bit, and then pump, 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 like a ton of half pushes on the pedal. You don't want to floor the pedal because you can uh, hurt the, the seals on the shaft then. And just move a ton of fluid through it. And I told John to kick it up and kick the car on jack stands, like different angles and stuff. And eventually he got it. I don't, I don't know. You know, he, he, he told me uh, to. He said thanks so much for helping him with the bleeding. I think it was more just moral support than anything. So is that like the low rider method? Yeah, uh, yeah you, you know, got to yeah, just all around like you hit flip the, this corner, the that switches, corner, and, and then the left corner. He's got twelve and switches right. and air shocks and that thing. Oh, yeah. so, that's the secret, huh? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he shows up on Sunday, and he's got brand new sticker Hoosiers on the back of it. Uh, 275s in the front, and he starts ripping off uh, like 141s, then 140s um, in the time attack sessions. And then we have, I think he got like a 139.9 or something, um, and he seemed pretty happy about it. I, you know, I just talked to him in passing quick. It's a, those are busy days for me. And then I'm sitting on my roof of my truck announcing time attack, and we got several hundred people around the track spectating. It was right after the drift session. Uh, and it got kind of nice. The sun was almost out, you know, like the clouds are hazy. And uh, the track was warm. Um, and a lot of people were running pretty fast laps. And then John clicks off like a 39.0. And I'm thinking, wow, that's the fastest he's ever gone. And I'm doing, you know, play-by-play -play commentary and watching race monitor on the phone for live timing. And, and then I saw he got a clean lap. So I started talking about his car. And everybody's kind of paying attention. I'm looking around the, you know, around the facility. And people are up on turn one down by turn 11 everybody's just watching and then he crosses start finish after a full clear lap and he got a 137 like five i think or 137.8 and i guess it was two tenths off of williams record so he's still the second fastest but he's right there in a 400 horsepower less yeah um and i i kind of screamed over the pa like holy crap a 137 and like the entire paddock like stood up and clapped it was the coolest thing man Oh, I, I was uh, I was really happy for John. So that was a, that was kind of the highlight of my good life for me. Yeah, he's had a not so great season. Uh, he's always got some kind of problem he's fighting. Axles. Yeah, he, he's got other cars that have caused some issues. Yeah, too, he blew so. up his S two thousand. Yeah, it was really good to see our buddy have uh, just a, a good end of his year. So um, that was a that's the kind of stuff that makes the uh, you know the racing thing and the track day thing just like the most fun is when you see your see your buddy who just battled through the weekend trying to get the car there you know yeah. just just to get it there and i mean he's, he seemed like he was like like super depressed on, on friday when i was talking to him and he just couldn't figure it out you know it was yeah just, he, he had changed like the master and the yeah actually on friday on friday the car was posted up for sale yeah, 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 and he was sending me pictures on Saturday of burned cars, and he said, and he said, well, it's done with. <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, it was really good to see him show up, and then, uh, and then click off his fastest time by like two seconds. Wow! I mean, it was it, that's so fast. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But it was it was a really fun day. You know, I've been seeing a lot of posts too on Facebook because I guess 
grid life kind of marked the end of the season for a lot of people. Yeah, I think so. Uh, a lot of our track buddies yeah, up in Chicago, too. yeah. Uh, and I, I've seen a lot of posts just kind of saying that this season was really an awesome season for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I didn't get to get in, in cars as much as I wanted. I, I raced a couple of times and stuff, but hopefully my season's not over. I would like to... Uh, I'd like to drag down a road Atlanta in December with NASA. Yeah, actually, uh, Brad Adams called me this week, or I guess last week, when I was in Arizona with uh, with yeah. Jamie Lugo. And so Jamie and I sat there and talked to him for about 15 minutes. And he was like, man, I don't know. Man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's <laughs> a pretty good Brad Adams. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 saved, he raced at Mid-Ohio last week with NASA, and he won uh, the Great Lakes and the Midwest Championship. Yeah, I saw that. Um, because he kept the car together, and he just kept showing up, and he won his one two races on Saturday, and uh, yeah, won the championships, and so his car still works. So it sounds like we might we might go to uh, to Road Atlanta. So that'd be we, awesome. We both got kind of an itch to race uh, still, and and then in January, I, is this truck smoking? Looks like that's it what is. the smell is. I'm seeing this. It smells great. I man. thought I thought maybe your car was stinking like diesel, but I think it's a FedEx truck rolling. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, mine does smell the same now. <laughs> it sort of does. It, it kind of smells like my Cummins truck. It, no, tomorrow morning when I start it up, it will yeah. smell exactly like your Cummins yeah, truck. Just, just kind of burning Absolutely. a little bit of smoke. And, Absolutely. And you know, from from this weekend, from this weekend, I saw that Jordan Bryant had a pretty fair weekend too. Yeah, he finally fixed his car too. Yeah, non-bent struts. I think he did. Didn't he do like a thirty-nine nine? It was. I think it was a thirty-nine nine or something. Yeah. At the um, Mid Ohio Pro Course. Yeah, so. I, he's another one of our Grid Life and Hanami buddies. Uh, just got into t- NASA time trials, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the Midwest season ends so early, which kind of sucks. So, and, and and I'm so busy in the summertime with the Grid Life and Hanami uh, and other projects, you know, and, and a wife and a kid, and I, I work a lot. Now I do a podcast. And, um, so I didn't get. I feel like I didn't get in the car that much, but I think it's time to move to Cali, man. Well, I think we're just gonna start towing down in the middle of winter to warm places. There you go. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to maybe doing that. Get you, maybe get you up to Chicago and you can ride with us and we can podcast we'll for like 12 hours. Yeah, and we can go ice racing too. That's a good idea. I really want to go ice racing yeah. this winter. I, I, I'll make some, uh, I'll make some studded tires for my lemons car. So much. fun. I've got a welded diff trans for it too. It's so much fun. Yeah, we can put the welded diff trans in. And then we can just like put solid, solid non-binding sway bars in the rear, just like totally. That'd be perfect. It, just it, get it to rotate. It. it uh, well, I don't know if you can rotate that much if you got some big studded tires. You yeah, that's true. We'll just put them in the front. Uh, so watching some in-car of, uh, of ice racing up in Wisconsin. There's a couple of places where they do it. And they do it in Michigan too. Um, it seems like it's an un like it's an ungodly amount of grip. Like when you have good studded tires. Now supposedly. Cars that are set up for it, like professional, like ice racers in Europe, they'll pull more G-forces than actual. I believe it. Road course cars will. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, I don't know what kind of suspension you'd want for that. Would you want like a compliant soft suspension because the surface is going to be smooth, or what do you think? Well, I mean, I guess it would depend. I bet some of the places the surface is smooth, and others it's not so much. The uh, the Lemons car, it, it's going to have Takikos on it soon, like five-way adjustable aluminas. Because we have fancy. Those, yeah, we have those sitting around. When are you guys running that thing next? Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of done with lemon, lemons for a while. Um, we need to go World World Racing League. I'm just too busy. Is that what it is now? World WRL? Yeah, or? WRL. Yeah. WRL. 
they've talked to uh, Chris about maybe partnering with Gridlife, but Chris kind of Chris and I have been talking. I've been begging Chris to uh, to let me do like a Friday a Friday night enduro. Gridlife well, would be sweet. I think a Saturday night enduro while the concerts are going. That would be um, pretty cool. You know, with a big light show and stuff. Yeah, because we kind of have the racetrack the entire weekend. Yeah, so it's ours to do things with at least at Gingerbread. But uh, Chris, at, in, at Road Atlanta, there's a lot of paddock space, you know. Uh, and there's also a ton of racers down there. And Chris and I kind of want to pull a lot of racers. And so if we can figure out all the details and the insurance and the fire fire and safety and ambulance and tow trucks and everything, um, I, I kind of want to do like a three or four class endurance uh, race at night, like a one-stop enduro, you know. That really would um, go along with the theme. Yeah. And think about all of our buddies, like like Brad, where yeah. you could bring your car. Like, we have a lot of road, yeah. we have a lot of buddies with, I mean, it would have to be full road race cars right. and stuff like that, you know, where they, full cage, up-to-date safety gear. Um, oh, man, that reminds me. I was looking for wagons tonight on Craigslist here yeah. in L.A. <laughs> Why? I, it's just what I do, man. Okay. I browse Craigslist. Yeah, that's fine. Don't make you a bad person. I found an awesome lemons car. Yeah? It's a 73... Ford Pinto wagon that's white yeah. with like orange and like yellow and brown like stripes like yeah. period correct but it's a wagon version so it's not like the slant back it's like a notch back or a, a full like square back I don't know if they made it or if it was a conversion it has like the 70s like with like van the circle yeah. window in the back I've never seen one 350 bucks wow that's that's a stupid deal yeah it'd be awesome too so, bad it's 3,000 miles away. Uh, no, it's like maybe 20 miles I away mean, right now. I where you live. I can flat toe it back <laughs> with the wagon, dude. <laughs> it's probably true. Yeah. Um, it, it, the, uh, the lemons thing is fun, you know, but it's it's very time-consuming um, to prep, and, and it kills the whole weekend, obviously. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of why I'm kind of done with it, but I, I kind of want to do some endurance stuff. And it sure would be easier to do it if it was at an event I had to be at anyway. So I, th- I think it would be a good fit for, for our events. I do too. Um, so if I, you guys think it's a good fit, let us know. Yeah, it, it, I think we can make it happen. Um, well, yeah, Chris and I are talking. Chris might be mad that I talked about this. If, <laughs> if, if he is, well, he can stick it. Uh, we, we need to talk about these things. But uh, I, th- I think we can pull it off. But if not, well, then it didn't happen. So... Um, <laughs> We'll have to see. I would love to do it at the big one in May and uh, the big one in uh, Atlanta. But the, the problem with the big one in May is, like, where do you put the people? Yeah. If I, I do like that. We would potentially be pulling a whole other crowd, though. Like the, We're already uh, back, maxed out, though. And, well, yeah, it, it, uh, at Ginger Inn, we kind of are. Um, I think we can organize the paddock a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and there is also some room along uh, the big straightaway park people right so uh, if, if you turn in just before the gate like there's a lot of places to park there's also a whole like paddock area over by the buildings in gingerbread too oh yeah that's down, right i forgot down, about down, that if you head west you know yeah and actually uh yeah right behind uh like the lake and stuff you go down that road yeah and then there's another like grassy area you kind of use that as yeah, uh, actually you know I've been going to Gingerman for years and never knew that that was there. Yep. Until Jamie Lugo brought his razor. Oh, yeah. Uh, you were bombing around there this summer. Not me. I was just a passenger. Yeah. 
But yeah, found out. I found out a lot more about Gingerman. There's that a lot of actually, space over there. Yeah. Uh, if they mowed it all down too, there's a big field up back there and, and yeah. another building. And, yeah, um, there's, you know, in the back behind all the, the maintenance buildings, there's even more land that they could mow, but yep. they just don't because it's not needed. Yeah, so. we, well, we might need it next year. Yeah. But anyway, that, uh, yeah, the, the, the road race stuff, that might be part of grid life eventually too. I would love to have it be a little bit more than just a track day, you know. Right. But. You know, at, uh, at, at the Miata event at Laguna Seca, there was an exhibition race. Was it really? So, yeah, so anybody that had a fully caged car that would pass, you know, wheel to wheel tech. Um, could go out and race each other. Uh, who, who was the organizer of that? Um, Rick Weldon. Um, so I forget. A, well, no, I forget. Not, he runs. He, like he's been running track events for a while. Okay. Um, he runs the, the actual track portion of the event. Okay. Uh, and actually got to talk to him for about 25 minutes. Very interesting guy. Cool. I got to talk to him for about 25 minutes that'll be in an upcoming episode. So... Uh, trying to put together an episode just for Miatas at Laguna Seca. Okay. Um, and then there's also, uh, you saw that video, uh, Juliet's Wild Ride, right? Yeah. Okay. So I actually yeah, little, stayed like with. Kindergartner that runs. Yeah, her exactly. And rode the bike down the course. Exactly. So and that was actually your student yep. at VIR, right? Yeah. Austin texted me this morning that had I ever seen that video, and I said, yeah, her dad was my. Was my beginner student at VIR in 2013. Yeah, it was at just, NS Expo. Yeah, and he's friends with John Wagliardo, so we actually stayed with okay. him and his wife Heather, and their two daughters, um, Elise and Juliet, uh, in Seaside last night. So up uh, up by Monterey. Man. So yeah, they were nice they were gracious you. enough to to let us stay there. So and then I actually recorded a small little segment with Juliet and with Elise this morning, right cool. before they went to camp because they're on uh, they're on fall break right now. Okay. So so that'll be in an upcoming episode too, and we've got tons of good content coming. So or at least uh, acceptable content. Yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> acceptable. Yeah, it'll work. <laughs> you know where you're going. I do. I think we're lost. Uh, it's on the other one. I missed the I missed the first turn. So. <laughs> Too busy podcasting. Yeah. We just need to get we need to do a podcast in the car when we get like pulled over. That could be cool. Yeah. Actually I got pulled over on the way here. Well, not pulled over. There was a, a border patrol checkpoint in New Mexico. And I was border freaking patrol? out. Yeah, border patrol. Like state border patrol? No, like national border patrol. Oh, okay. Uh, in New Mexico, you know, they diverted all traffic that was going through. And the only thing that he has, I stopped and I rolled my window down and I go, how's it going officer? He goes, good. Are you a United States citizen? And I said, yes, sir. And he let me go. But I was thinking the other day that it would have been funny if I just went like, when he went, are you a United States citizen? If I just would have been like, que? <laughs> que? No comprendo, lo siento. You know, and then see what happened. I don't know if happened. that was funny or... I don't know. More interesting. I don't know. <laughs> So, it would have been awesome to have on GoPro, though. Yeah. And then I could have been like, nah, just screwing with you. And then he would uh, arrest you for wasting his time. Maybe. Yeah. Allegedly wasting his time. So, so it's just in the, like, in New Mexico? Yeah. Interesting. So, actually there's the also one, there's actually a checkpoint like that. Um, if you go down uh, from L.A. to San Diego. Okay. Um... It's on the five, and it's not open all the time, just sometimes. Okay. So, sorry, I'm trying to uh, parallel, parallel park, park right now, 
which looks like I'm doing a pretty dang good job too. Do oh, check yeah. out this reverse camera. Oh, reverse camera. Yeah, bro. Dang, and you're right on the curve too. Dude, so pro. Yeah. So pro. Look at that. I don't even live in a city where I have to parallel park. Yeah, people's parking champ right so. here. Chris Stewart, eat your heart out. Anyways, it's uh, about 1.05 in the morning here in L.A., and I think we need to be up and on the road probably around 7. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. So, right. uh, it's time to sign off, and I will try and edit this down and get it up uh, tonight or in the morning before we head out. Out of your damn mind, man. No sleep for the wicked, man. All right, well, uh, then we'll sign off. So, All right. Uh, I'm Adam Jubay. I'm Austin Cabot. And I guess you listened to another Slip Angle <laughs> show. <laughs> See you guys.